Well, hello, and we welcome you to the World Travel Dad Show, where we help you travel intelligently with your family. With trip planning, money-saving tips, and funny stories, we are a resource for your next travel chapter. We are excited to have you here, and we hope our adventure helps you with yours. Tips, jokes, stories, and overall fun for your ears to enjoy. Now here's our host, World Travel Dad. Welcome in to the World Travel Dad Show. I'm your host, James Olson, a.k.a. the World Travel Dad. Today we're talking about uh, Thailand. Thailand just elected a new prime minister. I'm sure many of you were following closely. Remember, Thailand is a monarchy, so there's a king. He's a bit of a figurehead, and um, we're not going to talk too much politics today. We're going to talk about Thailand. If you're getting ready for a trip there or you'd like to think about going to Thailand, I highly recommend it. And... It's difficult flying there from the States. Uh, I would be willing to bet that those of you down under, you probably have a better and easier way to get up there. I was talking to a friend the other night about going to Bali from Australia. <clears throat> and we'll do Bali on another episode. But today uh, I want to talk about a couple of spots in Thailand that we visited. I went back and listened to the prior episode I uh, did pretty well, and I think it's because a lot of uh, people look at Thailand as a potential tourist destination, and there's some things you have to know. I mean, let's start, you know, let's start with some negatives, if, if there are really any. Uh, my son found a website that ranked the safety of different nations on a 0 to 100 scale. Thailand was firmly in the 50s, which is yellow, which is... You know, not as good as, as you want. If you're one of these people that wants to go all, all green, that's like Iceland. It's pretty safe. Although I heard Iceland was even uh, having some, some sort of like crime recently. I can't even imagine what that would be. Um, there are a lot of sheep in Iceland, but I didn't see any aggressive people. By the way, um, this is we're doing a video-only episode that can be found on Spotify. If you're listening to the audio version of this on Apple, you won't be able to see the video, but the audio track should um, upload. So when we flew on our trip, we flew into Kalanta, uh, but we, uh, we flew into Krabi, uh, Krabi Airport. I had never heard of these places, so this is all news to me. I mean, Thailand's a pretty popular place, but... Um, I hadn't really looked into it much. I had never really considered that I would be able to go there until we did our 14-month trip. Of course, the background is we quit our jobs, sold our cars, not our house, uh, but uh, we just took the kids over for a year, homeschooled, and got to see some of these places and kind of do it in one shot. Because if you fly over to Southeast Asia from the States, you better make it worth your while. It's a long flight. We flew from Singapore over to Krabby Airport. Krabby's a nice airport. Um, let's talk nuts and bolts. You know, you arrive in this airport. By the way, I, we, we skipped Bangkok. Uh, that's kind of a shock when people hear that. 
uh, right into Krabby. Krabby's kind of like where you go to set up your kind of bigger trips to some of the other islands. Uh, certainly for us, it was a jumping off point for Kalanta, Kolanta, which we'll get to in a minute. I think Ko just means island. So I think you could say Lanta, probably get away with that. Again, I, these places are all new to me. I, uh, we show up there. We got a visa on arrival, a VOE, VOA, sorry. I think I have a VOE in my other job. Um, v, visa on arrival, uh, it was free that day. So I don't know if that's usually, you know, visas, if you guys are planning trips to some of these countries, you got to think about visa requirements, length of stay. <clears throat> uh, I, I cover some of that in our, in our blogs and some of the other episodes, but the, the visa on arrival here was great. Uh, she looked, looked at the U.S. passport and said, you're golden. And I love that. You know, I grew up when the U.S. passport was just gold. It's still pretty good. It's still tier one. Don't, don't freak out. Uh, Andrew Henderson's, uh, the rating company that he located, has the U.S. at, or maybe I located that. I think I found that. U.S. is number eight now in the world. Spain and Germany are jockeying for that first position, and I, I, I can see that. Those are great places, too. Uh, great passports to have. But you, got, you have to get a visa, um, even with one of those Tier 1 passports. And uh, then we hopped in a cab. We went down to the town. And remember, I had never been to Southeast... Well, I'd been to Southeast Asia, but never to Thailand. And it's all kind of different. And uh, Thailand, you know, it, it didn't disappoint. Um, it, it's, it's fascinating. Fascinating stuff. Again, there's this hint of, like, maybe danger or something. You know... Uh, there's the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, The Beach. I actually went to the beach, uh, Maya Beach, um, where they filmed a lot of that. And it was nice. It was nice. There's a lot of tourists there. That's fine, though. I mean, what are you going to do? Everything's discovered now. Um, and, that, and the old-timers will tell you that, and I'm becoming an old-timer. There's just nothing anymore. So you just got to make do. But Maya Beach was great. That was on our PP day trip. Um, Krabby was a nice town, a uh, little bit of a party zone. You know, if you, that's a thing. Like you, you should go to Thailand in your twenties. I mean, that party central, like I went to Europe, you know, you go broke in like the first week you could go down to Thailand and, and you could have really just, uh, lived the, the super backpacker lifestyle, mosquito nets and all, um, but it's still pretty cool. The costs are really, really low. I love that. I love, I miss, I miss the, the, the Thailand pricing. It was not quite as cheap as Vietnam, but pretty darn close. So we stay in Krabby for five days. It has a nice beach. I think that's fine. A lot of people stay for a couple of days. We did the Raleigh Beach. It's kind of a famous area. Um, and that was nice. Very interesting. Um, so that was that. We took a, we took the, uh, bus down to, to Colanta, about two and a half hour bus ride, little van, you know, um, you're with a lot of like young backpacker types and it's kind of a fun energy, I think at times, you know, and I'm, I'm old family guy, I'm a gray beard, you know, I got the kids, but 
the kids could hang. They they could hang on these trips, and it's cool. I wanted to see that. I wanted them to see like, you know, this is traveling. You know, and if you guys can handle this in your eight and eleven, you know, you guys are gonna be fine in your uh, in your teens and twenties. So, uh, got to Kalanta. I immediately thought this place was really cool. It was really run down. And um, you'll hear in the do's and don'ts <clears throat> some of the stuff about the streets, the mud. But they were they were putting a lot of investment in. I mean, they were just coming off of COVID. And we were not sure if it was uh, going to be a nice place or how, how it was going to shake out. And so um, we really enjoyed... Our place was expensive. You know, that was, um, you know, that that was when the joke was kind of on me a little bit. But we were under budget. We were under budget. Uh, but it was very nice. Very nice people that kind of lived on site, cleaned the place. They kind of became family. We, uh, we met a Norwegian family there that was really cool. They had three kids about our age, ages. And we are, we, we keep in touch with them. They're from extreme northern Norway they were just traveling around I, I don't blame them you got to get you got to get your vitamin d in at times but Kalanta we were there for over two weeks and just really got in into the pace of life um so depending on what you're looking for it's very slow I mean I told a listener that reached out you know the pace down there is very slow and it's um you know, it's super relaxing uh, pace, but if you need a little bit more bustle, if you need more parties, I mean, you, you can party down there, but it's more like barefoot kind of pirate bar, kind of broken down stuff. It's not super nightlifey, and that's a good segue because we we then went on for our final stop in Phuket, which was my favorite part of Thailand. And I know it's cliche. Phuket has long been the famous tourist destination, and so now it's taken this, um, you know, aura of, um, you know, glitzy glitziness a, a little bit, I mean, as much as Thailand can get. But um, we stayed down in a place called Katanoi. It's the family kind of part. But I don't think you're going to be disappointed in Phuket. Go in with the right mindset. I mean... Are you really going to complain with hanging out by a nice pool and occasionally having a beer before 5 p.m.? I mean, I think that it is, and I, I think the party kind of scene is kind of fun, and it seemed to me to not kind of be out of control. Um, while we were there, um, we this is our last beach spot, I should have said. Uh, we had to go renew our, pa our uh, visa because we wanted to stay an extra 45 days so check these visa requirements. I think the visa, the VOA is good for 30 days. And then we had to renew it over in the main office. And uh, I'm drawing a blank on the name of that town. Uh, what is the name of it? Uh, Phuket. Well, it's, it, it's in the main, it, you know, it's the main part of town. We took scooters over there from Katanoi. And um, then you kind of go, we went and had lunch, came back an hour and a half later, and they had our, our, our extension for 45 days. Because then we went up to Chiang Mai up in the north. We went there for um, 30 days. And that's, it's, it's a completely different ball game up there. 
it's it's the former Lana dynasty, so it's not part of the original Thai uh, kingdom. Uh, it was subsumed in, I believe, the 1500s, so that's not too long ago, really. And so it's kind of a little different culture still, and, I, and that's kind of what I really relished about it. And we had, uh, we had an au pair for a year that was from that town, or from, yeah, Chiang Mai. We stayed outside of downtown Chiang Mai. It's a very nice town. I mean, you know, you want to stay downtown for a month. That's going to be expensive. So we had to get creative. We went out to a really nice suburban area. We didn't have a rental car um, or or a um, sco- or scooters, and that was a bit problematic. Now we had bikes to get to the local area, but it still became like home. And, and the, the taxis, they call them grabs, you know, very affordable. So we just ended up doing that a lot, going downtown from time to time. And it's, it's a wonderful place if you're going to be uh, doing any homeschooling. There's a lot of cultural things you can do. We went to the planetarium. You know, we saw some movies a couple of times. I was just talking to some friends over the weekend about that, how great of a deal the movie theater was there. And... Um, it uh, it was great, and like I said, we stayed there for over a month, so better be great. Uh, very nice kind of cosmopolitan town, and so after that, you know, after um, and there were there were two intermittent, there were two two separate side trips we did that I should mention. I did separate episodes on these. If you want to look into it further? One's the uh, Elephant Nature Park, the ENP. We did an overnight there. Uh, they won't let you tackle the elephants. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, but you can observe, be around there. It was a nice place. Um, it was a cool experience. Um, and it was, and I think it was memorable for the kids, even though they ultimately may not have thought it was great at the time. And then we also went to Pai. Pai is this town, you know, it's a thing of legend. We had heard so many things about it. It's just up in the mountains. It's a three-hour drive out of Chiang Mai, but it's not your ordinary drive. You're in a van. You're doing like 700 hairpin turns or something, and so somebody's going to puke, and if you have young kids, probably going to be one of them. Now, we, our kids looked like they were going to puke, but they didn't. Um, we only had one, one van puke on the entire trip, and that was uh, Sapa, and that, and that was... You know, my son did a good job of saying, we got to stop this thing. Even though we're 800 meters from town with all of our bags. And we said, that's fine. I was ready to get out of the van too. Those are, they're terrible. But the the drive to Pi is, it still scares me just thinking about it. But if I had to do it all over again, and as long as nobody's like, feeling bad or sick or something. I think it's, it is, I, I put it on the World Travel Dad recommend list. Um, you know, I, I think it deserves to be on there. A little cheering sound effect here. Uh, it was such a cool town. Such good food. They had uh, street food. That was one of the best meals I had in 14 months was the street food uh, meal. I love a good uh, papaya salad. And those of you who know, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. If you've been to Thailand, you guys probably 
not even listening anymore. I'm telling, I'm preaching to the choir, but I start off with a good papaya salad. Um, I don't even, I, I move into sometimes some fried rice or some pad thai. Uh, preferably, I would go with some type of curry in th- being in Thailand. But I think, well, I don't need to get too far into that, but you finish off with a mango sticky rice. And that, to me, the Thailand culinary scene, um, you know, the beaches were so great that for me, it, it was my favorite country already. And so the, the food didn't have to be that good. But the food um, was. It was very good. And so that just overall solid score for Thailand. So I was just reminiscing about it. I've been doing that a lot lately. Uh, I'm going to publish this as just a video only. I'm just doing that sometimes. And um, yeah, I appreciate it if, uh, if you watch that one too. That's You can see kind of how the home studio is set up. Got the ukulele. I'll always be wearing some sort of like flower shirt. Um, unless it's winter. It, I mean, that could be ugly, but we're not there yet. So, and then of course you still get the audio only version, which has the extra, um, the do's and don'ts of Kalanta. We're going to revisit that. So, uh, I really appreciate you joining me today and, uh, leave a comment and, uh, five star reviews are great. It looked like the, it looked like the reviews went up a little bit. I really appreciate that. Uh, I think one person did a five-star review, and whoever, I mean, I wish I could, you know, give you a hug, but it helps. All right, that's all for now. Anytime we get to a new location, I always love to do some do's and don'ts. These aren't always very accurate. I, I tend to jot things down within the first few days of arriving at a place, and sometimes I'm wrong, but... I think I have Kolanta figured out. Kolanta, Thailand. I think people just say Lanta. I think Kolanta might be redundant. Uh, first do is jog on the beach. So here's the deal. No one does a nine-mile main street like Southeast Asia. These guys have the longest main streets I've ever seen. But here, this main street is adjacent to a long beach which is aptly named Long Beach. And you can get a big boy run in. It's going to take you 40 minutes to go from one end to the other. And that is music to my ears. So definitely run on the beach. Enjoy. It's something to do here. The first don't is uh, don't step on a scorpion. So I didn't know that scorpions existed here. That one came out of left field. That wasn't on the brochure, but my wife almost stepped on a scorpion the other night. And luckily she's from Phoenix and I don't know, did she like smell it? I mean, it was weird that she was able to spot it because I didn't see the thing. It was, it was reasonably big. You know, I heard if you grill a uh, scorpion, it tastes like uh, lobster. Um, gonna have to take your word on that one. Um, don't step on one of these guys. Not fun. Uh, do rent a scooter. Um, I have been talking about scooters for a long time here in Southeast Asia. I always kind of felt like I was left out. I think they had to hand out a scooter when you get to the airport. 
because it's just such a great way to get around. And if you heard some of the shows from Bali, you know that I loved taking a scooter taxi. Um, I loved how cheap it was, how efficient it was. And I finally had one of my own. And it was amazing. It was better than I thought. I had to run a bunch of errands, and it was actually cheaper than taking a tuk-tuk. You know, if I take a tuk-tuk down, all the way to downtown, it's like six clicks, and then I take it back, that's going to run me about 200 And I was able to get a scooter from the lady across the street for 150 for the entire day. It was kind of like the Luca scooter a little bit. Like it wasn't, it wasn't the finest on the lot, but, you know, it got the job done. And 150 baht a day is like $4. And so... I'll be back. I'll rent another one. It um, plus you have it for the whole day. I mean, she's yours. You know, I I ran a, I ran a couple other errands. Um, okay, the next don't uh, don't feel bad about the negotiating process here. If you're going to be buying things at shops, these are hardcore negotiators. I'm not sure that they've um, these shopkeepers have seen a lot of Westerners like me that scrutinize over every last dollar. And so we kind of got off to a rocky start and we kind of smoothed that out and there's been some mutual respect and it's, it's just business. Yeah. I think it was a Tony Montano that said, uh, it's nothing personal. It's just business. And that's what it's like here buying a beach ball. Do take a day trip to PP. Co PP Lay. Okay, this is the island where Leonardo DiCaprio's infamous uh, The Beach was filmed. And if you haven't seen the movie by now, you're never going to see it. So we're going to do some spoiler stuff. This is a fun movie. I mean, it's so bad that it's good. Uh, the comedian Jay Moore. Um, he likes to say nothing's so bad that it's good. It's just really bad. But um, this one is different. This one, if you recall, Leonardo LDC, he goes, he he's backpacking in Thailand, and he finds this like socialist community out on PP Island, where it just you just have fun, man. Um, like if you can dream it up, you can do it. And they have to, you know. You got to do it. I think if I were if I were teaching teaching anthropology in college, I I would assign this movie because I think it illustrates the Dunbar number. You know, the Dunbar it's uh it's kind of the maximum number of people that can live in a social society before you need currency, credit, uh, before of a trade and barter and a voluntary work system would collapse. And the Dunbar number is thought to be around 150. Um, This backpacker community, it looked like it was maybe 50 and it was really fun. You know, you'd have to have someone go to the mainland to get uh, supplies, you know, hopefully a lot of beer Um, that there were the, uh, I think it was the Australian guys were spear fishermen and they went out and then they got attacked by sharks and that, and the, the thing kind of turned, um, you know, 
the whole thing where Leonardo is like in a video game. I mean, that was weird. I didn't get that, but I told my wife, you you have to watch this movie because she hadn't seen it. And um, But we're going to make that pilgrimage. And I can't wait. I've been told it's too touristy, like it's too discovered. And uh, I probably shouldn't go to that one, but we'll see about that. Nothing's keeping me from that beach. Okay, moving along. Don't wear nice shoes at night. Um, there's mud everywhere. They're trying. They're redoing the road here. I mean, so you just don't wear nice shoes. I, I've been wearing the same pair of ripped shorts for a week now, and I haven't put a shirt on since we got here. I mean, you don't need much. Throw a pair of shirts on. Shorts. Maybe some old flip flops. Maybe not. Although I guess that contradicts the with the scorpions running around. So throw something on, but. Nothing nice. And finally, uh, buy the local produce. I always like to do a produce report. It's kind of my thing. Um, carrots here are good. Really good. I know. Like Thailand carrots, you don't even think about it. Really solid carrots. Um, B plus pineapples. Uh, a, avocados. I mean, something, you know, I think that's an untapped market. Thailand avocados. I've never even heard of the things. Um, they're shipping them in from New Zealand. And um, the, I tried to buy one, and the lady wouldn't let me buy it. She said, you're making a huge mistake, sir. And I said, thank you very much. I rely on people like you and your integrity. She gave me a local Thailand avocado, and it was phenomenal. And we had been trying to buy avocados in Bali and they just, something was falling flat with them. And Thailand appears to be right in the avocado hot spot. So we ought to look into some business opportunities on the avocado front over here. And and the Tom Yum, Tom Yum Kung soup here, phenomenal. The curries are great. The Tom Yum has something called galangal, which is a cousin of ginger. And I'm sure I just lost a lot of listeners, but... Uh, we're done. We're done with the do's and don'ts. And to finish off the show, we'll do a quick report on Krabby. That was the international airport we flew into, and we stayed there for five nights. Place seemed terrific. Um, we before we took a two and a half hour bus down to to Kalanta. Uh, there used to be a shuttle. Uh, there used to be a ferry um, from Krabby down to Lanta, and they don't. They stopped running it during COVID. That would be the best way to travel. Being out on a boat in the Andaman Sea, it's terrific. It's a, it's a very efficient way to travel. Uh, next week, we're going up to Phuket. Krabby seemed like a transit point. People kind of use that as a jumping off to all these other destinations, and that's fine. But spend a few days there like we did, if, if you can. I thought it was very nice town. And we... Had a nice cheap hotel, good, you know, cheap dinners, and the beach was fantastic. So that's all for this week. Um, the next time I record, it will be probably leading into the Phuket trip. That's where we'll be spending the holidays. So um, be- looking very forward to those episodes. We'll, we'll try to keep them Christmas-themed. And uh, with that, we will see you next week.